Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So we talk a lot about the economy. We discuss the conversations of recession and how it relates to interest rates. And of course, we talk about inflation, which hasn't gone down to a place that makes anyone feel like, whoo, thank goodness we've got all of that under control because we don't have, well, any of that under control. But if you were to ask Joe Biden, he, he's the president of the United States, don't you know, how everything's going, uh, he's giving you breathing room. I ran for president to build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out to bring back good paying jobs you can raise a family on, whether or not you went to college, to give working families a little more breathing room to invest in ourselves again, to invest in America again. That's what we've done. Americans have breathing room? I, I don't think that's the way Americans see it at all. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Dr. Matt Will joins us, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Uh, and, and you know, I was gone for a couple days last week and you reached out to me if I want to talk about U.S. GDP. And I do want to talk about U.S. GDP, but I want to also discuss two other stories where you take a look at Germany, which is the fourth largest economy in the world. Admittedly, a gigantic drop off from the United States. We're at 20 million. China's at 14 million. You get to Germany, you're at like, what was five, six, seven million, I think. Maybe it's in the teens, but I think it's five, six, seven, not million, trillion uh, dollars. And the German economy shrank by 0.2% in the fourth quarter, which is worse than expected. And that gets followed up by a story in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I had seen it. You actually sent it to me. Eurozone's economy outpaced China and the U.S. in 2022. So let's start back from the beginning. The U.S. GDP, where is it? What happened? What is your take on it? And then how does it connect to what's happening in Germany? Well, well, Tony, the, the headline here, and I hate to say this, but the headline is Biden continues to lie. That's the headline here, because, you know, our GDP is around $25 trillion. So, but let's, let's talk, back up a little bit here. The reason our GDP grew was because we reopened the economy after the COVID self-imposed lockdown and self-imposed recession. It went up, and then we had a recession last year, Tony. Remember that small recession we kept talking about? It happened, and now our growth is anemic. Europe opened after us. So in two, 2022, they saw GDP go up more than the U.S., which never happens. But, Tony, at the end of the year, they're now heading into a recession. Germany is the perfect example of that. China is now opening up. So China's probably going to have a big GDP bump this year. And then they're probably going to start declining in GDP. So, Tony, this is a pattern that we're seeing. The decline in Germany is not a surprise to me because it happened to us. We went recession, and I think they're probably going to go recession. So 
let's let's go back. You're saying that we locked down, and and you and I could agree, and others could agree that that should never ha- have happened. We locked down, so therefore GDP went down. We opened up, so therefore GDP went up. Both numbers being artificial in, in a way. Now that the yeah. G- now that we've been opened up, we see GDP fall in 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 the U.S. because of recession. Now, those figures showed the US economy grew by 2.1%, which as is described by the Wall Street Journal, Paul Hannon reporting, a slowdown, a sharp slowdown from the 5.9% rate of expansion recorded in 2021. By any normal standard, 2.1%. Is that so much a bad year? Tony, that's not a bad year. It's not a bad year, but it's still coming out of the recession that was self-imposed and it should be higher we're still not back to the trajectory we were on before tony we can get into labor if you want but when biden talks about labor is great no tony we're still five to six million jobs short of where we should be at this point so a gdp growth that looks okay in a vacuum doesn't look okay when you look at it in the big picture so the the big picture is when we take compare it to the 5.9 or when we compare it to what is coming which which way does it not look good tony where we should be coming out of the self-imposed lockdown recession where we should be if you and i've done this tony if you track it where the trajectory should be we're not there yet in jobs or in gdp and then on top of that the GDP is slowing down, and we might be in a recession this coming year, Tony. So this we're way short of where we should be. That's a relative measurement, and that's what people need to understand. Now, if you take a look at, at China, they say that 2021, they grew by 8%, and in 2022, they grew by 3%. Now, China has long been a nation that, A, lies about its output. Uh, and 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 fudges numbers and manipulates numbers how they uh, peg uh, dollars to the yuan etc. Et uh, but they need a certain level of growth to keep up with students that they pump out of their universities and and in a, in a communist nation to pretend that they've got everybody a job and that they're prosperous. That number is usually seven percent, which is a number so huge that if the United States was running at a seven percent GDP, uh, it, it would be cause for serious alarm. How could anybody grow that fast? that big but knowing that they lie when they state they're growing by three percent does anybody question whether or not they grew at all whether or not that number is actually a negative or is it believed that three percent is where they were which is still a massive drop-off tony nobody believes that number i'm I'm surprised we even report it the reality is they were in a recession it was a self-imposed recession and then they're they're now going to be in a self-imposed or you know, recovery, uh, because there, it's an artificial recovery because they're loosening up their standards, people traveling, they're opening up the economy. So, Tony, that's, no one believes their numbers. That's just bogus, and, and we all realize that. Um, hopefully, we can get back to the, the Germany discussion, because there's more in the Germany picture and the China picture that's going to impact us. And I got to tell you, the China opening is a problem for the USA. I don't know if you want to get into it, but we're going to have some serious issues related to the China reopening. Well, we, we should get into it, but now before we get there, let's now take a look. We, we, we see this pattern, lockdown to open to reality, lockdown to open to reality, and that's what you're saying exactly is what come has come to Germany with the economy shrinking mm-hmm. by 0.2%. Uh, then comes this story about the Eurozone 
outpacing. So a uh, quick one, too. What is the Eurozone? And is this something that doesn't matter because reality will soon follow and they will fall as well? Well, Tony, the Eurozone is all of Europe, uh, basically ex-Switzerland, ex-United Kingdom. Um, they're all in one. It's like practically the size of the United States, relatively speaking. And it's a joint economy. Um, they grew more than us, Tony, this year only because of the beginning of year data. If you look at the trend, they hit their peak post-COVID recovery early in the year. Then they started declining, and Germany is the biggest indicator of that decliner because, like you said, they're the fourth biggest economy in the world. But, Tony, there's a lot to learn from Germany because Germany's making a lot of mistakes that's causing this recession in, on, on them, and we don't want to make the same mistakes. Most of it related to the consumption of energy because they're shutting down all their carbon emissions in favor of solar and wind, and what's happening, Tony, is their cost of energy is going through the roof. It's causing the, the unavoidable blackouts in certain energy sectors, and it's causing their economy to, to um, shrink. And that's something that could happen to us if we don't be careful and learn from their mistake. So now let's get into 2023 and whether or not that's going to lead us to recession, because I make a different argument, sir. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, we're already in the recession. The problem is every time I go out, there's a million people out. Every restaurant is full. People are shopping left and right. My parents tell a story that they, they tried to go out to dinner yesterday, went to three different spots because they were all full. Maybe that's retirees in Boynton Beach, Florida, and not necessarily people who are still working in Indianapolis, Indiana. But everybody seems to be spending I look at this economy, I hear what business owners are going through, I say recession. But the anecdotal evidence tells me that I'm a damn fool. So uh, why aren't we in a, are we in a recession already? And if so, how come nobody's acting like it? Well, Tony, first of all, we're not in a technical recession yet. Just like we have to admit, you and I, that we knew we were in a recession earlier this year, last year. Right. And we know we're not in it now. That's just the numbers and the math and the definitions. But what you're experiencing, Tony, is the five to six million people that have not returned to the workforce. Tony, I, I can't give you the exact names, but I can tell you because, you know, I can't disclose confidential information, but I can tell you that there are service providers in this city that are going to their clients and saying, we don't want you as a client because we don't have enough employees to service our, our contract with you. Tony, that's a government imposed problem when we have five to six million people short that haven't returned to the workforce since COVID. You saw this morning, they, there was a report out that 47% of federal workers have never been to the office going back to the beginning of COVID, even though they're getting a paycheck, Tony. 47% of federal workers have never been to the office since COVID started. Yeah, well, I, look, I... I... I'm not a federal worker. I guess I don't count because I rarely go back to the office myself. I guess the question would be is, are they doing any work? And then you and I could say it's government. What work are they doing? And then we have a laugh and then we sip a bourbon and we move, and we move on. But this all is now a, a precursor to the question of is recession coming? We have seen the moves from the Federal Reserve and the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell. We have heard him say, and sh he has shown us that he is not going to make the mistakes. Kind of in his words of Paul, 
Paul Volcker. And we are going to raise interest rates until morale improves and until this inflation stops. Many people want to act, including the Biden administration, as we started this conversation, that everything's fine, everything's good, the economy's great, you're just being crazy. But it's not good, it's not great, the economy is having uh, issues and because this inflation isn't going away. Do we see a further increase in inflation? Do these moves in the Eurozone, specifically Germany and in China, create for us more issues? And is the the economic waters, as you are uh, assessing them, showing you, not telling you, not, not, not whispering into a crystal, crystal ball, but showing you that problems, further problems are on the horizon for the U.S. consumer? Yes, Tony. I see inflation problems existing globally. Now, they're not as bad as they were. They're getting better. We saw the wage inflation report this morning show that things are improving. But improving, Tony, they're, they're still at near record highs, but they're improving. I'm going to go back to what I told you many times. It's the Biden spending policy versus the Powell rate increases. The European countries in Davos were lecturing Biden that he's spending too much money. The $1.9 trillion COVID stimulus, COVID's over, Tony, yet they still haven't spent all that money. The $1.2 trillion piggy bank that they gave to Mayor Pete, it's not spent yet, and that's going to cause inflation. The Biden administration is doing everything in their power to cause inflation. Powell is resisting it. Hopefully, the Congress will be able to successfully negotiate some spending controls and bring it down. I can't predict what's going to happen, Tony, but I can tell you, Biden's trying to create inflation. Everyone else is trying to stop it. Before I, I let you go, you talk about uh, everybody else is trying to create inflation. We talk about the problems this economy is having. CNBC reporting, General Motors smashes expectations and guides toward a strong 2023 despite margin squeeze. You're telling me that everything's in peril, the inflation is high, and yet somehow we're selling new cars and electric vehicles like it's going out of style? These two things don't add up. Tony, I, I didn't say everything's in peril. I said it's a continual battle between these two parts of the two parts of the economy. Who's going to win? I can't predict. But there are some segments that are good. You're right. Tony, the pent-up demand that we've seen over the past three years for autos is causing auto sales to go up. That's true. But you can't deny that Amazon's laying off thousands, tens of thousands of people. Meta's laying off tens of thousands of people. Uh, you look at even Tesla reduced their projected forecast. Uh, Amazon, Google's laying off thousands and thousands of people. Salesforce is, you know, they've been announcing major cutbacks. You, you can't ignore those facts, Tony. There are massive layoffs in VIP sectors of the economy. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, D-R-M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L. Dr. Matt Will on the Twitter box. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. I've got much more to get to. Keep it right here, guys. I'm Tony Katz.